want to thank you for joining us on this 11th day of February, that is 2021. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Anderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in 
What an awesome song. Praise him. And that's just what we're going to do. We're going to praise the Lord. Thank God. I give glory and honor to God this evening for his goodness in my life, for all his enrichments and blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon me. And hopefully you're doing the same. You know, that song was ringing in my spirit today. And I had to Google it and look it up and, you know, so just want to remind you also that the songs and, and of our songstress, those that you hear, the artists and uh, producers and, you know, the respective property of the individuals and their rights, you know, we always want to obey and abide, you know, by certain rules and regulations that govern the, the laws and the lands that we live. And so we don't want to uh, overlook that and give an honor to whom honor is due, you know, respect to whom respect is due. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Also want to let you know that Monday and Fridays, uh, join us at uh, for 5.30 prayer. Uh, that is Pacific time, 5.30 Pacific time. And uh, Sister, uh, Sister Maria is uh, leading a prayer. And, you know, when you're in prayer, uh, prayer is uh, sometimes you're listening. There are other times that you are um, two-way communication. There are other times where um, in prayer, it is a violent, uh, just want to let you know, prayer is sometimes a violent work because you are dealing with the prince of the air at the same time. And so at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's California time, uh, there is prayer going on. And you can join in that prayer by dialing in to 646-769-9900. The access code is 474 five two four pound and that's on mondays and fridays mondays and fridays so tomorrow is friday for us you know matter of fact it may be um it's going to be a different time for others but um that's what we have at going on at the moment and so take full advantage of whatever help that is needed and whatever help is being offered um here and there near and far we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Bless your name, Jesus. If you desire to be saved and are looking for a church home, ministry, and growth, I want to invite you to grow with us and to let God be God. You know, again, the address is, is 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. 
So if you're in the local area and local for us, because we uh, drive every place we want to go, you know, so we're not (laughs) we're not too far outside of the reach of wherever you are in Southern California. Um, We're in P-Town. That is Pomona, California. So uh, we're taking a year with purpose and I hope you join us in doing the same. Now, remember, take means to lay hold on something. It means to lay hold on something, grab hold to it and to remove it or move it to a particular place. And you may have to apply force in the process. We'll talk more about that later. But I'm excited about what God is doing. And, um, you know, we've been on a consecration since January 11th. Uh, It will be ending on February 28th. And, uh, you know, some has given up. I'm not sure what everyone has given up because uh, we're adults. You know, your head of households, your leaders and stuff. uh, Just so I haven't asked everyone what they're giving up or anything like that. But, you know, we're responsible for our actions and what we do and certainly serious about the Lord. And so I've given up meat. I haven't had any meat uh, since the uh, 10th of January. Um, I haven't had any coffee and I am very much a coffee drinker and I like bold black, strong coffee. And I haven't had any um, since that day. I, I did stop to get some some onion rings to, to snack on. And everyone, uh, people were sitting there eating a uh, chili fries and pastrami and all of that kind of stuff. You know, but we're bringing the flesh into subjection. It's a sacrifice unto the Lord, seeking the Lord for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and certainly the saving of souls. And, um, you know, not looking for I, I I'm a strong believer that if we if we get the wisdom that's needed, we get the knowledge that's needed, and we get the understanding that's needed, we don't have to pray for material things because those things will come. You know, you can there are people that have won the lottery, walked away with hundreds and thousands of dollars and are broke today because they did not have wisdom. They did not have knowledge and they did not have understanding. There are those that that had a, 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 a moderate income that is doing well, that have saved money, have done great with investments and different things, you know, and so we need to practice wisdom and we need knowledge and we need understanding. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And so that's what we that's what I'm doing. And I hope you're following me as I follow after Christ, because I'm certainly chasing after him, uh, not chasing after anything else. I'm chasing after God. I'm a God chaser. And so um, let, let's be God. Let's all of us be God chasers. I'm going to direct your attention to Acts in the 14th chapter. The 19th verse, I'm going to start there and read through the 26th verse. But first, uh, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, ask Lord God that you will bless us this evening as we uh, read these few verses. Lord, and talk a little bit about your word. Lord, I pray and ask that you will bless those that are listening, those that are live right now with us, those that will hear the, late, the recording later, that you remember them and bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I remember those that are sick in their body, the bereaved families right now, Lord. Lord, I ask that you a comfort, Lord, as only you can do. Lord, and most of all, that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. 
Lord God, help us to live safe unto you. Help us to live, Lord God, and apply your word accordingly. Lord God, and Lord Jesus, that's been emphasized. We need your wisdom. We need your knowledge and we need your understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts the 14 chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, it says, and there came thither certain Jews from uh, Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drove him out of the city, supposing that that uh, supposing he had been dead, uh, howbeit as the apostles or the disciples uh, stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Debris, uh, Derby. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, uh, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when he had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had, per had preached the word to in Perga, uh, they went down to Attila and thence sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. Just want to take the thought, simple thought, that they would have, but couldn't. Now, remember, uh, Paul is uh, on his on evangelistic journey with Barnabas, and most of the time the emphasis is placed on Paul because he was uh, one. He was uh, an apostle unto, for the Gentiles. God called him, hand selected him for that particular purpose. However, there's Barnabas who was there and has been there since the beginning of Paul's ministry. Barnabas was a silent person uh, who was a seasoned minister uh, that when everyone else was, was scared to go near Paul, Barnabas, uh, he went to him and mentored him uh, and uh, stayed with him. And so, and not only him, but Luke, uh, Luke, who was uh, had written his first epistle, uh, the book of Luke to, to Theophilus. And now he's writing um, the second epistle and it's on the book of Acts. And so Paul is not alone during this evangelistic journey. Matter of fact, the call to go forth was to Barnabas and Paul. So uh, it was never by himself. And as they journeyed, and, and now here we see that they have have encountered situations. They, there has been miraculous healing. There has been words of prophecy. And now the people have, uh, have rose up against them and stoned uh, Paul. Now, the scripture says, and there came uh, certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium 
who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. Certain Jews from various locations arrived where they were. They, they had word that spread out and the people uh, that was there in the city went and got other people to come. And they had an agenda that was that was to influence the people and the outcome. Uh, we saw similar situations where people um, from various locations stormed the uh, United States Capitol. Uh, it was a riot. It was a violent attack as they tried to persuade people using force and fear. That, that was the same thing that was going on with Paul and them. They was they were being attacked. Uh, they were the center of attention being attacked by a group of people. And, and that attacked on the U.S. Capitol. People died. People were injured. People were arrested to be criminally charged for crimes that they committed. Uh, you know, uh, families impacted, uh, jobs, finances, all type of things have been impacted uh, for those individuals involved as well as those that were victim in that. Uh, but none of that was for the cause of Christ. And anyone that said was, uh, they're deceived. Someone deceived them. Uh, they're caught up in, in something that they should not be caught up in because God is not the author of confusion. And so nothing uh, during that time was for the cause of Christ, but it was an imaginary situation in their mind that created a bunch of chaos. Certain Jews persuaded uh, the people enough that they picked up rocks and to take the life of another because they did not like what was being said about Jesus Christ. They did not like that Christ was being promoted above uh, their politics, above the Roman government, above the, uh, the religion, uh, Jewish, that the religion, the children of Israel practice. Um, and, and, you know, they didn't like that. And so they picked up stones to uh, to come against uh, them and everyone, you know, everyone is not going to like and agree with the timely message that Jesus is Lord. Everyone is not going to agree and like the message that Jesus saves. They're not going to like the, the fact that they're being told to repent or change their ways. You know, the most powerful message that uh, that is to be preached by the ministers, all ministers on this side of the cross is uh, comes from Luke. 24, 45 through 47, it says, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to uh, raise, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So first Jesus opened their understanding. So he had the power and the ability to do that. And he opened their understanding. This is why all of the apostles, the messengers, apostle means messenger. This is why all the messengers then and now preach, teach and administer in the name of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, I believe it's in Colossians, uh, it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. So everything, it's supposed to be done in Jesus' name. And um, and so when we pray, we pray and we end it in Jesus' name. Uh, the service is dedicated entirely unto Jesus Christ. 
uh, and so uh, baptism in Jesus' name, that's why, that's why they were baptized in his name. They understood. Why? Because Jesus opened their understanding. And, you know, along the way, someone told, uh, passed it down uh, from generation to generation and said that they had it wrong. Well, the Bible uh, plainly is very clear when people make mistakes. And when they made mistakes in the scripture, when they were off course, they were corrected. However, you do not find them being corrected when it come down to the administration of, of talking about repentance and remission of sin. Uh, baptism, that's what it's for, remission of sin. And, and they did it all in Jesus' name. And so, um, listen, suffering, Christ's suffering is a continuation from the sacrifices of the Old Testament. So when you, when you read about what's going on with Christ and when you read about the suffering that he went through, you have to go back and refer to the Old Testament because there, after Christ, um, there was no need to bring those sacrifices any longer. A mortal man was not required to make sure that he was completely sanctified before he went into the temple, the Holy of Holies. You know, when they went into the temple to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, they had to make sure that they were clean themselves and they would tie a rope around them and and uh, put some uh, tension on that rope. But if that rope went limp, they know that that person that went in the temple was not okay. Uh, they didn't have God's approval. And so that was done away with and Christ became the sacrifice. Matter of fact, he was, the Bible tells us that uh, he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So it was always in God's plan. Uh, he knew exactly the, the beginning and the ending of, as he does all things. Uh, so when we talk about uh, uh, repentance, we talk about resurrection, you know, that's all part of talking about Christ because there is his resurrection and then there is another resurrection. There's been many resurrections uh, that have come along. Uh, there was the resurrection uh, and as we follow along with this in the book of Ezekiel, we're coming up to a powerful resurrection of, the, of Israel. Uh, when we come, you read about other resurrections in the scripture where a gentleman was uh, a soldier had died and they threw him in a cave uh, through his body and he landed on top of a prophet that had been dead and the man jumped up and came back to life. And so there are many resurrections throughout the scripture. Uh, nothing as people have proclaimed uh, throughout this day. Uh, because of their favorite celebrity died. Oh, my favorite celebrity has died. They're going to come back to life. Only if they were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And so uh, if they weren't, then, then no, they're not coming back to life. Not, not the way you think they are. Repentance means to change direction. And remission of sin is the removal, which is done in the name of Jesus. Remission of sin uh, was demonstrated uh, in the Garden of Eden by the shedding of blood. And that's where, because Adam and Eve did not wear clothes. They were in a perfectly climated environment uh, that had certain uh, areas around it. One of those areas when Black History Month was Ethiopia. And so one of those areas that was near the Garden of Eden was Ethiopia. Um, and so uh, that's a subject for another time, but just know that uh, that from the beginning, from the very beginning, uh, Ethiopians was there. And so uh, remission of sin 
was demonstrated in the Garden of Eden. Uh, the Lord clothed them when they realized that when they went against his will and they were covered with skin, um, an animal skin that was a sacrifice for remission of sin, the shedding of blood had occurred there. And today the blood is, has been shed already uh, on the cross of Calvary and it is applied through water baptism. And so without this understanding, the message and the answers uh, that was given by Peter on the day of Pentecost would, uh, would not have gone forth. But when Peter understood and Peter had the message, I got it. He had the message. The Holy Ghost had the power of God. His understanding was open. The power of God, the courage was there because the Lord told him to go back to Jerusalem. Wait there until you're endured with power, that, that, uh, that dynamite power, dunamis uh, power. You know, so for those that have the Holy Ghost, it, it, the Holy Ghost is a seal of redemption. The Holy Ghost is to help us be a witness. The Holy Ghost is not for us to set up on our hands, uh, you know, and just uh, just walk around and talk about I got the Holy Ghost or any. No, that's for the service of the Lord. And so if you have the Holy Ghost and you're not serving the Lord, you, you're living beneath your privilege. And so the, the Bible, and there's a lot more to that too. Uh, read the, um, I believe it's over in Luke where it talks about those with the talent. So you can find that on yourself, for yourself, uh, you Bible students. And so uh, the minister, Barnabas and Paul and Luke lived, uh, lives were in danger. They were in danger. The people picked up stones and you know, they treated them as if they were criminals. They was getting ready to treat them as if they had committed a capital offense and they were going to punish them like they did in ancient times and maybe even in some places today. And so stoning was used for blasphemy, adultery and other crimes. It's interesting to note that Paul had done the same thing uh, before his conversion. When we read in Acts, when, St when uh, Deacon Stevens was stoned, Paul was standing there because the people piled up their jackets and coats and stuff at the feet of a young man who was uh, who was Saul. Uh, he was there. He witnessed and gave consent uh, to what was going on. Yeah, get him. And so uh, and so just want you to know that you may go through a few hurts because of what you did. You may suffer some things because it comes back and gets you. So even if you're not saved. And you can tell this to someone. If you're not saved, you still better be careful what you do. You need to be you need to understand this because there is a universal law. And I am not talking about um, what's the word? Um, oh, my gosh. Um, I can't think of it at the moment, but uh, there's a universal law. Uh, so you need to think twice whether you're saved or whether you're not saved. You need to think twice about what you do because there's a universal law and it says, be not deceived. It's Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. And so whatever we do in life, whether we're saved or not, there's already a universal law in place that says, you sow that seed, that seed is going to come up. And it is going to bring forth a certain fruit that was sown. And you have to do something about that before it, before it fully blossoms, or you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. And so, and when I'm not talking about uh, dying 
coming back, you, you're a human today and you die and you come back as a skunk or nothing like that. No, that's, that's some, um, that's some false teaching there. You're not coming back as an animal. You're not coming back as an insect. You're not coming back as anything at all. That's not real. God does the Bible does not teach reincarnation like that. And, and so people believe that, Hey, well, I died and now I'm coming back. And in this life, um, karma, that's the word I was trying to think of karma. Uh, I, I'm uh, that karma has followed me and now I'm suffering from something I did in the previous life. Uh, somebody please say liar. That's a lie that, you know, not calling the individual because they don't know better, but it's a false teaching. It's not right. And, and so we don't, the Bible tell us that, that, uh, that we stand before God and we give an account for what was done in this body. We give an account unto the Lord. It said nothing about coming back. We're coming back and we have to live, relive the life. There is no uh, no holding place uh, that you go to when you die. And in, in, in that holding place, you repent of sin and then you're able to go into the kingdom of God. No, uh, that the Bible does not teach that. Uh, that is a false teaching and Catholicism. No, that's incorrect. And, and so when we talk about the word of God, we need to know and be very clear and understand what the Bible is saying, not what men uh, have put together, not what Constantine of Rome and, and others throughout history have pieced together for their political agenda, because that's what it was about. When you, you declare, when he declared himself a Christian and then started adding a bunch of uh, things that was from the scripture and twisting them, uh, you know, now people kiss the ring of the Pope. Now people uh, bow down at the feet of men and all the no. We bow down unto the Lord. Angels will not accept worship and praise. No, we don't do that uh, because that is against the word of God. Uh, he alone is God and he alone is worthy of the praise. So the Bible lets us know that be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so a word to the wise, go ahead and do it. Uh, Hosea uh, 12, 10 and 12 says, so yourselves in righteousness and reap in mercy. Break up your follow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. So if you're going to sow, uh, sow to yourselves in righteousness. That's what you want to sow. Sow in righteousness. And guess what? You're going to reap mercy. So the scripture is not a negative charge. Uh, it's just telling us, it's just warning us. And so it also gives us advice what to do, that you want to reap, reap something good for yourself, you know, uh, and that's the way I like to look at it. I, I love it because I know that if I do what's right, it's going to come back to me. And so the Bible tells us, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing uh, he had been dead. After that, uh, had dis after they had disrupted and influenced the people, Paul was stoned and left for dead. So they thought, uh, I, as I heard one minister uh, preach, uh, they should have checked my pulse. They should have checked my pulse uh, to, to make sure I was dead. Oh, they should have checked my pulse. And, and bless you, Lord God. Uh, they should have checked it because, because they would have found out uh, that I wasn't dead. Uh, people would leave you for dead. They would think the game is over. They would write your obituary without even checking your pulse first. But God, but God, 
Listen, you might look like you're dead. Things can throw you a blow and then people will count you out and say, well, you know, they, they're done. You know, that situation is over because of what was what has been said, what has been done. You know, uh, they but listen, they need to check your pulse. They don't know. Uh, God is able to resuscitate. God has uh, knows how to restart the heart and he knows what to do. He is certainly a mind regulator. And, and so they didn't check his pulse. And. Uh, Oh, bless your name, Jesus. That's the reason to give God some praise. Uh, you know, I, I now I have not found this in the Bible. and Maybe you have, but I haven't found it yet. And so the Bible, uh, there's a Bible verse that, that I haven't found to sustain this. But it says that, uh, you know, Paul was stoned and, and people have talked about this, and, and, but he was stoned. And so he was out. He was down. Remember, they were standing around him. Uh, so he was down. He was down. And the Bible tells us and gives us this testimony in 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 5. It said, it had not been expedient for me, doubtless the glory. I will come to vision and revelation of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such a one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter of such as a one. I will glory yet of myself. I will not glory, but in my infirmities. Now, I know from experience that during my darkest days and tearful moments that I received revelation, I received understanding, I received vision, had dreams uh, from the Lord. And at the same time, it was uh, during uh, hurting moments and most stressful times that I heard, didn't hear anything from heaven. I didn't hear nothing at all, but I had his word and that was enough. So some teach and say that it was during that time that Paul had been stoned, that he had this great vision that where he saw things and, and, and heard things that he could not speak about because uh, of what it was unspeakable. You know, it just wasn't some things you just cannot talk about. Everything you can't share with everyone. It's not for everyone to be shared. It's for you to encourage you. And so, um, and so maybe on your time, as you read the word of God, you may come across that and you may find, uh, be able to sustain that. How be it, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel into that city and had taught many, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. Can you imagine the expression on the face, on some of the faces, when they saw they had dragged him out the city, stoned him, left him for dead, and then they saw him uh, later preaching the gospel? He was back again. Uh, uh, Paul did not give up. He did not throw in the towel. He took a licking and he kept on ticking. What about you?
you're going to deal with some things in this life. And everything is not, you know, some things we deal with is our things that we caused ourselves. And there are other things that we that we deal with that are uh, for actually for the cause of Christ, because we were doing what's right and we were attacked for that. You have to be an honest person. You have to be for real about with yourself. And when it's, you know, when it's a duck, it quack, it walk like a duck, you know, as well. Call it a duck. You know, if there's smoke, you see the smoke, then yeah, there must be some fire. If there's some evidence, if there's a reason why you're dealing with something and you know it's not for the cause of Christ, don't don't testify and make it seem like it is. Uh, don't tell people and try to, you know, make it look like, oh, I'm going through for the because of right. No, no. Be honest. I, I messed up. And now I'm dealing with that and I'm taking it with patience and it's going to bring forth fruit of righteousness because that is the word of God. Bless your name, Jesus. When we take it patiently, we don't complain about it. And then when we deal with when we do suffer for the cause of Christ, we take that patiently, too. We know our rights. We know what we can do, what we should not do. And we take it patiently and the Lord will bless us. Uh, and so there's a crown of life that is waiting on us. But even more so, there is a blessing that is waiting for you here. All blessings are not on the other side. There are many blessings that are here. And you need to know that and you need to understand that. And I'll make sure that I remind you from time to time that there's a blessing with your name on it. There's a blessing waiting for you. And so the Bible lets us know that they went on confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And I believe that was a great encouragement for them to see Paul after being stoned, come back, come back through the land and encourage them and to show them here I am. God kept me. What a powerful testimony that he his appearance gave to them uh, and those that were discipled and exhorting them to continue in the faith uh, that we will. We're going to deal with some tribulation. But that's all right. We're going to enter into the kingdom of God where there will be no more tribulation. And when they had ordained them elders, and see, it's the evangelists that ordain elders. They, they are commissioned to do that. Uh, and so uh, they went out and they ordained elders in, in the churches and prayed with fasting. They commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. And after they had passed through, they continued on a journey through the various cities, Presidia, Baphilia, and Perga, and, you know, back to Antioch. And, you know, and the grace of God was with them. They fulfilled the work of the Lord. It's important that we don't let anything stop us. There's going to be some heartaches. There are going to be some things that come your way. But don't let that stop you. Don't let it stop you from praying. Don't let it stop you from doing what is right. Don't let anyone, don't let, don't let your own mind, you know, our own flesh is our worst enemy because it wars against the soul. It wars against our spirit. And so you, you have to be careful and not let pain of this life dictate anything to you. Uh, try to persuade you. Don't let people try to persuade you. They can come against you. The Bible plainly tell us uh, there are those that can destroy, to destroy the body. Don't worry about them. Yeah, someone says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You know, we know that's not true. Words do hurt. They cut deep. You know, the actions of another and what they do and what they say uh, hurts. 
Yeah, but don't let that stop you. Know that God is able to mend. He's able to mend a broken spirit. He's able to mend a broken heart. We know that those things are unbearable, but God is able to help us to bear those things. Uh, Paul did not know what he was going to have to go through. He knew he would deal with some tribulation and knew he would deal with some suffering. But, you know, we're told we're going to fall off the bike sometime. But we didn't know that when we fell, it might break a leg. We didn't know when we fell, it might uh, do more damage than what we thought. But God is able to heal us. And he's able to keep us. Listen, if you've been blessed by any of the, the messages or if you I want you to share it with someone, you know, we can be found on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers. Just type SML inside the pages. It will bring up the link for messages. You know, share that with someone so that they can be blessed as well. You know, I pray and I hope that something has been said this evening and, um, you know, um, that encourage your heart and that it will that you have something the takeaway is that you can share it with someone else that they would have they would have killed paul if they could have but god god made the difference this is pastor carl henderson of cornerstone apostolic church at 524 east pasadena street in the city of pomona i hope to see you here or i hope to see you there until then be blessed and, and rest well in the Lord. God bless you. Uh, pray for somebody else. You know, pray for me as I pray for you. And be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I, I want to remind you, yes, I'm back. <laughs> again, I want to remind you, yeah, there is a prayer. The prayer line number, again, is 646-769-9900. Access code 474-524-POUND. And that's on Friday mornings and Mondays. God bless you.